We've all heard it before. It's who you know. Now hear why it's so true. Welcome to Social Capital, the weekly podcast where we dive into social relationships and how the investment you put into them establishes trust, reciprocity, and value within your networking community. Your host, Lori Hybe, will connect with top professionals and dive into their best networking stories and techniques to share with you. everybody, Lori Hybe here. Welcome to the Social Capital Podcast. Our show notes are found at socialcapitalpodcast.com. If you'd like to get more involved in the conversation, check out our Facebook group at Social Capital Network, a community of trust, reciprocity, and relationships. Social Capital Podcast is sponsored by Keystone Click, a strategic digital marketing agency hosting bi-weekly educational webinars. Check out more at keystoneclick.com forward slash webinars. And if you haven't connected with me on LinkedIn, I highly recommend you do that. I'm sharing valuable information around digital marketing, best practices with web design, all of that really fun stuff. Plus, I'm sharing all of the great uh, guests that I'm having on this podcast. Speaking of guests, today's guest is Melinda Chen. Melinda is a sales coach who specializes in helping female entrepreneurs sell to corporations. Not only does she coach how to sell, she still practices her own sales. Melinda works as a sales executive and holds an impressive track record of over $40 million. With 20 plus years of B2B sales experience, she is determined to help other women expand their impact by selling to big companies. She also leads a Facebook community of amazing women trailblazers called B2B Women Making Big Sales. Melinda, welcome to the show. Hello, Lori. Excited to be here. I am super excited to be here, too, because I've been following you for a bit on LinkedIn. I think you have some amazing information that you're publishing, so I'm sure it's going to be a great conversation. Yeah, I look forward to having this chat with you. (laughs) So let's dive in. How can small business owners sell to big clients? Yeah, I think this is usually the first question people often have when we are small entrepreneurs and we look at other people going after or working with more established businesses and corporations. And a lot of times, you know, they look at um, fellow entrepreneurs that are able to put, you know, have an um, impressive client list. A lot of people often ask me, what are, how can I sell to corporations? And I personally think in today's world, especially, you know, the past, you know, the past 2020, 2021, the world has gone through so much changes, so many changes, and the companies are actually becoming more flexible in terms of looking for um, consultants or companies uh, or business owners to work with me. So I've worked with a lot of women that have told me the same thing. You know, some companies are looking for, employees, but because of different reasons, they start looking for um, consultants to help uh, help them with different um, services or different uh, solutions. And um, but the first thing that when people are thinking about starting to go after entrepreneur, uh, uh, go after corporations, the first thing they often have is that, how do I get started? Is it even possible? And I like to say the first first step when it comes to going after corporate clients is all about the target. If you want to stand out and you want to compete with other people, especially more established competitors, because, you know, your competitors, some of the competitors um, have probably been in 
in the industry for a long time, the first thing you need to ask yourself is, can I be more specific or targeted in terms of my uh, market? Can I find an industry, for example, can I find an industry that is very highly specialized? And my, uh, in terms of what I do, can I create something that is, um, that is, can I be considered as a specialist in terms of um, your service offering? Your positioning statement should be the first thing you stand out because business prospects or business clients, they are super, super busy. They often do not have a lot of time to listen to um, a long speech or a long elevator uh, speech. So to have very clear understanding of how you stand out, how you can be a specialist should really be the first thing that um, you, you really want to focus on. But if you are able to stand out within a very specialized industry or something you offer, I personally think that there is a great opportunity for you out there to go after corporate clients because you are going to tell them, hey, I'm, I'm going to stand out from my more established competitors Editors because working with me, you get to have direct access to me. I am able to, um, you are able to work with me rather than some other teams or other companies where they have a lot of turnovers. I think that small entrepreneurs, when it comes to going after corporate clients, our customer service and personalized approach is definitely a way to, that will appeal to a lot of corporate clients. I love that. Um, and mm-hmm. I, I love the confidence that you have in uh, and empowering women to be able to tackle this. So you've talked a lot about standing out. How do small business owners stand out when they're selling to these big clients? Is there any, I mean, it, it sounds like yeah. niching down a little bit is, is, is important. What else do you have to share to that? Yeah, definitely niche it down. So I often tell people that um, in terms of sales perspective, the first thing, especially when it comes to is going after corporate or business clients, industry can be a really great way for you to stand out from your competitors. Think about this. You can say, I am a marketing consultant. I think we've talked a little bit about this, Lori, is that, you know, it's one thing to say, hey, I'm a marketing consultant, or you can say, I'm a marketing consultant that really specialize in sporting industries. And that instantly help you stand out from your competitors. So to really find an industry that you're passionate about, and one thing you can look at is look at your past experience. A lot of women, when they start off, um, they probably already had years of experience either in corporate world or in other, you know, uh, educations that from their educations or where they're located. So you can also always look back to your professional experience and try to ask yourself, you know, what industry, what the, in terms of experience I had, what industry can I specialize in? And that is a great way to, to really stay focused, to stand out. And basically, yes, like you said, it's about niching down and uh, similar to a lot of marketing conversations people might have with you, it's niching down. But I think by niching down for corporate clients, when you're having that sales conversation, it becomes really easy for you to understand. And it's also, it also allows you to have a better impact in terms of your set, in terms of your sales activities. Think about this. Like if you want to go after companies in sporting sports industry, it's one thing to go after one or two prospects in sports industry, but if you decide to niche down and uh, focus on supporting this industry, then you can easily, the similar kind of sales message, you can easily go after all the companies within that industry and continue to have a sales conversation that's very industry specific rather than going after 
a broad range of markets and you have that more a sales uh, communication or sales message that is more broad based by niching down to a specific industry, then you can go after one industry at a time. And every time you go after one industry, you're more likely to stand out because you're focusing, you're being the specialist of the specific industry. So that's really definitely the first thing that you need to think about. And a lot of uh, women I support within our um, executive executive lounge program, I also ask them to really have a very clear understanding of your competitors. By knowing the bigger competitors, your bigger competitors, you can, you can also understand how you're going to be different from those competitors. And that should be the next um, step in terms of helping you stand out from the competitors. So that's really the simple way of talking about it. Um, I want to make sure we cover a lot of different topics. Um, but that's kind of like the, uh, a bit of summary of how you can stand out. Oh, I love that. That lots of stuff to talk really, about. Yeah, that's great. I was just eating all of that up. <laughs> um, but I love, well, first you're, you're, you, you referenced my example of being that marketing specialist, but, um, but really a lot of that language is the same thing that I say from a marketing standpoint. I mean, there is a lot of correlation with regards to marketing and sales and mm-hmm. you know, they do have to speak the same language. So that makes sense. But let's, let's talk about sales a little bit. How do you manage your sales process as a busy entrepreneur? Yes. Um, and that's back to a little bit of that industry specific kind of sales strategy. Everything happens for, you know, my, the way I help female entrepreneurs sales, the way we design it, it all happens for the, uh, for a reason. By first of all, by niching down, you are less likely to feel overwhelmed. By focusing on one industry, you are going to start to connect with people that tend to know each other. I've been selling for 20 years. I've sold in different industries around the world. But every time I get into one industry, here's what I noticed. I noticed that everybody tend to know each other. So if you are able to niche down and focus on specific industries, a small numbers of industries, the more you network with people, and I'm sure you love talking about network, I know, Lori, mm-hmm. and the more you network with people, I don't know if you've had that experience, you're going to notice that people tend to know each other. Back to that marketing example. A lot of people in the marketing positions within the sports industry, I bet you that most people know each other and people tend to go from one business to the other. So the more you network and the more you connect with people, you are going to become the insider of that industry. And that is how you stop being overwhelmed. If you try to go after a lot of people, and that is often what I, you know, one of the biggest mistakes I hear entrepreneurs face is that they would go after a broad range of um, industries and then they end up having like hundreds of prospects on their um, CRM client management systems. They would be um, they would have to, they would have hundreds of prospects and not knowing how to follow up. Or people would be telling me, "Oh my God, LinkedIn! I'm getting so many messages and I'm having trouble managing them." But if you're able to really prioritize and know who you want to go after and make sure that you connect with people that are all, that are really going to give you those five six six figure sales. You are, that is the first step to avoid feeling overwhelmed and definitely got to have a very clear sales system. Uh, system. I teach a five-step sales system and we focus on one step at a time and always asking yourself, where am I in this step um, within this sales success plan? Where am I and what should I go? What should I do to just simply move forward? 
So that's definitely the second one. And always got to have, once you have that system down, I encourage you to probably outsource some of your part or part of your self-success plan to somebody else. And that is when you can start thriving and start to feel less overwhelmed. But definitely it's a one step-by-step process, but you know, it's about niching down because the more you connect within one specific industry, you are going to be known and people are going to start talking about you and refer your clients. And that is the reason why I'm able to do what I do while still being a director of sales for another company. You know, I had to start building my relationship and connect with a lot of people, but now I am known. And while I'm known, I'm able to, um, offer some other time to female entrepreneurs and support more female entrepreneurs to go in after big clients. So it is possible to do that. Wow. Again, you just dropped a ridiculous amount of amazing knowledge right there. (laughs) I love it. I love it. I love that you have a very clear sales system that you teach. I think, um, Mm -hmm. you know, again, based on what I've observed by engaging and following with your content on online, it's, you've got a wealth of knowledge to share. So, um, and, and I like how you emphasize, you know, the relationships and networking in not just in general, but in strategically within your niche. I think that's really important to, to do. And I've found value in that on my audience. Um, and it is mind blowing. They all know each other (laughs) and if they're running in those same circles, so, um, you get, you get in good with one person and then you're connected with everyone before you even realize it. Yes. And over and over again, I mean, I support female entrepreneurs. And when I support those successful entrepreneurs, when we really have real conversations, we're just women and we all started small. We all started without having any connections and we start building those connections. We reach out to people, we connect with people, we start building relationship with these, uh, with these prospective clients and then slowly close sales. So we all have to go through it, but it, there is a process to it. And you can take that step-by-step process and start expanding real and meaningful network. I think you know we, these days because of LinkedIn, everybody's trying to expand network, but without being very conscious in terms of the quality of network you're, um, you're building. But I think there is a possibility of building meaningful network, position yourself as the industry insider among those top, top decision makers and uh, start going after these people. So um, over and over again, I see women doing it. And I really believe that we can do it. It's just a matter of following the process and take one step at a time. Love it. Love Mm -hmm. it. Um, Let's talk about networking a little bit here. So can you share with our listeners one of your most successful or favorite networking experiences that you've had? Yeah, I mean, I'm just looking, thinking about the most recent thing. Um, um, I am in sporting goods, you know, that um, I I represent another company and uh, we go after a large sports brand. And uh, so one thing that came to mind, I'm going after um, these days, I'm going after boxing industry. And uh, so when you were asking me about um, a networking experience, a great story, I, I've been attending trade shows for a long time and uh, every year I would be going to trade shows. And a lot of times when you go in after trade shows, you meet different kinds of people. And recently I was just going to, I'm just, I was just, 
um, going after another, um, this boxing industry. And I remember like two years ago, I briefly, somebody briefly introduced me to the top R&D person within a, a boxing company, a really important brand. And that is really something that, you know, really resonated with me in terms of the networking opportunity or networking stories you were talking about is that you really don't know the kind of people you're going to connect with. But two years ago, when I bumped into the person and uh, we had a common connection, I call it the super connectors, but that's a different topic. But there, we had a common connection and the person introduced me to this top R&D person um, of this uh, uh, boxing brand. This just reminded me that the networking, whenever we do networking, we have to, or whenever we're thinking, of, we're thinking about sales or even marketing, we always got to think long-term. Two years ago, I met this person and today this person would be my ideal client. And I'm super grateful. I mean, if I were to try to reach out to this person on LinkedIn and try to connect with this person, first of all, this person didn't, doesn't even have LinkedIn profile. I just checked and this person had no LinkedIn profile and it, it would have taken me so much longer to try to get a uh, track down to this person, track down this person and let alone getting a meeting or face-to-face -face meeting with this person. But just by two years ago, being able to network with people, especially industry insiders, people that are hanging out in the industry, within the industries, and attending some kind of, I think it was a, just a drink, a simple drink at a trade show. I was able to get a business card of my ideal clients. And two years later, I, I, I'm like super grateful to be able to have his business card and have kept it. And, uh, and that would have saved me so many, you know, so much trouble trying to reach out to or figure out what that person is. So it is again, back to if you have a good right target, if you have the right, um, if your target is specific enough, you really are going to notice that the more you network, the more you meet people, everybody knows each other. And that goes to also your reputation. You can have great reputation to make sure that people are going to talk to you, uh, talk about you positively. Um, but I think that was a, a that was a great, it turned out to be a great opportunity for me. Um, to, to meet the person, my ideal clients, two years later, you just never know where your business is going to take you and who might end up benefiting um, or what networking event might end up being super beneficial. I love that. I think that's great. And I love that. And <laughs> it's making me wish or miss those types of experiences with the trade shows. You know, you're know. like you said, getting a drink at the bar and casually having a conversation with someone and realizing that they fit the entire profile of your ideal client. <laughs> I know, I know. We, we are going to get back there, I'm sure. Um, so as, as you've you know, met people from all over, how do you best stay in front of uh, or best nurture these relationships that you're creating? Yeah, I think uh, first of all is you got to have a very simple to implement client relationship system. It doesn't have to be fancy. You don't have to use, I mean, a lot of people like to use HubSpot. I like to keep my sales um, client management system super easy. And also making sure that you prioritize those people that are important to your target industry. I talked um, within my sales uh, group, I talked to 
um, the women I support a lot about the super connectors to really recognize that, you know, the, a small group of people that could provide the most impact to your sales. So when you're networking with people, I think the first, first thing to really keep in mind and avoid feeling overwhelmed, too busy. I mean, we got so many things to do, let's face it, is to prioritize the most important connections you want to keep in touch with and have a simple system. It could be some ladies um, in my group, they use as simple as Excel, Trello, um, or just kind of simple reminder, but have a simple system so that you stay focused when it's time to do your sales and you don't have hundreds or hundreds of prospects that you need to follow up. Focus on your most important prospects and focus on nurturing relationship with them. Um, I think staying focused is also another very important thing for busy entrepreneurs. Let's face it, we have so many things to do. I support mostly female entrepreneurs. And I always tell the ladies, we don't just have to sell. We have to manage our clients, manage our people. Some of us, we're mom. Uh, daughters, friends, we have so many things to manage. So keep your system as simple as possible. Don't overcomplicate it and stay focused. I love that. I think that's really important to be focused and strategic on what it is that you're doing. And I think it's, um, you know, even as simple as like a, an Excel spreadsheet or a Trello board to keep track of who it is that you're communicating with, you know, or, or super complicated CRM system. I mean, as long as you have a way to keep track of who it is that you're nurturing and, and kind of fostering a relationship, um, I agree 100% that it's good to have that plan of attack. Yeah, and get to, if you can, I mean, a lot of times we also talk about batch, right? You know, everything you do, you got to batch it. And the same thing goes to sales. And if you are able to, whatever your follow-up strategy is going to be, try to think of how you can batch those follow-up strategies rather than following up with just one person. What kind of follow-up strategies can you use so that you can reach to more people, as many people as possible at once? So there are some time-saving strategies you can use to give more impact for the time you have. So you mentioned the, are you, what do you call them? The super connectors or power connectors? Yeah, super, yeah I do call them the super connectors, <laughs> mm -hmm. yes. Um, I'm assuming it's going to be part of your answer here, but what advice would you offer to the business professional who's really looking to grow their network? Yes, um, I often talk about the super connectors. Super connectors are... Um, specifically designed for people who are going after five, six figure decision makers like businesses and, uh, and corporations. And a lot of times um, when you try to reach out to decision makers like, you know, CEOs or um, directors, VPs, many of them, they don't hang out on LinkedIn. I think that is uh, a lot of challenges entrepreneurs or professionals face is that they would be posting a lot on LinkedIn, but um, the LinkedIn, um, their content is only consumed uh, by smaller you know, entrepreneurs, fellow entrepreneurs or professionals. But most decision makers like CEOs, CMOs, or VPs, directors, they're often not consuming content on LinkedIn, or sometimes they don't even have LinkedIn messages. So reaching out to super connectors and ask for and try to develop opportunities for business referrals is another opportunity or another sales, sales strategies um, I often share with my fellow entrepreneurs or uh, women I support. 
but basically super connectors are the people that would be connected to your decision makers, but that are also open to networking opportunities. So um, one thing when it comes to super connectors and you want to keep in mind is there's there are a lot of different people that um, that might be able to to um, give you uh, business referral opportunities. Be very open or open your eyes. Uh, watch out for those super connectors because these people could potentially put you know get your foot in the door with your uh, business decision makers and be conscious and spend time to nurture those relationships. I often joke about this, but sometimes I'm nicer to my super connectors than my actual prospective clients. Uh, but these are the people that, first of all, um, have huge amount of industry knowledge that you probably couldn't get by Googling or by talking to other people. So these people, they have been in the industry for a long time, and they could probably share a lot of information and knowledge with you. And these are the people, if you're able to create win-win relationship with, these are the people that could refer you clients and give you that business introduction. And oftentimes, you know, a lot of professionals and entrepreneurs, we all know that business introduction is the most powerful way to get the attention of decision makers or corporate clients. So um, yes, when you're building your network, watch out to the watch out for those um, that are able to introduce you to your ideal clients. I think that's great, and that again, that's part of the strategy and being strategic. And and when we talked about the nurturing, that's really where you should probably be putting a lot of your nurturing energy in is fostering yeah. those relationships. I know, yeah. Um, I like to refer to them as kind of the hubs of your. You know, you've got hubs and spokes, and hubs are those that are connected with all the people. <laughs> yeah. So um, yeah, it's a good good way to uh, position that. Uh, here's a fun question for you, Melinda. If you could go back to your 20-year-old self, what would you tell yourself to do more of, less of, or differently with regards to your professional career? I think what I would focus on myself is, um, and 20 years ago, then I would say uh, focus on the next best step. So I often talk about, hey, you know, we, I've got my sales success plan, and these are the five steps to getting uh, more corporate clients. But when in terms of day to day, I would encourage myself to focus on the next best step and uh, really just uh, focus on making that progress. I am a very impatient person. I'm going to be very frank about it. I'm always trying to do better, go after different things. Over the years, I've gone to different market. But um, I think 20 now, looking back, I would tell myself, hey, you know, um, don't be so impatient, but just focus on the next best step. What is the next best step I should focus on? And enjoy the process. I am proud to say that even though I've been selling for 20 years and I've done hundreds, thousands of cold calls, and I also like to joke about this. Frankly, I've probably been rejected more than most people I know, but I have to say, I've really enjoyed this process and, uh, and I continue love uh, continue to love being an entrepreneur. I mean, there's been ups and downs, but um, I think for the, you know, if I look back to 20 years and, you know, if I were to talk to myself 20 years ago, I'd say, enjoy the ride, focus on what, you know, your next best step and just focus on doing it with more joy and more purpose and uh, enjoy the ride. Cause I always thought, you know, Hey, I'd be so happy if I made it. I'd be so happy if I closed this deal. Turned out that, you know, I did close those deals, but I continue to want to grow. And uh, I continue want to, you know, um, 
go after the next big plan. So it doesn't stop. This whole process never stops. And it's it's more about the journey. Seriously, I mean, people say that, but the, your journey is your destination. The more I've been in sales and in, as an entrepreneur, the more I appreciate what they're saying. So just enjoy, have fun and enjoy your whatever you're doing every single day. And, uh, and then stay focused on your next best job and continue to, to grow and, uh, and appreciate people we know every single day. Like I've, you know, I know we've talked so much about sports and I love the fact that I've got somebody to talk about hockey with. So just enjoy <laughs> the people, you know, and have fun. Yeah, absolutely. I, I love it. I think there's so much truth in, in all of that, that you've fleshed out there. So um, Linda, I'm going to give you the opportunity to interview me. What is something you'd like to ask me? Um, I think something I would love to ask you um, is um, how about you? What would you say to yourself, you know, 20 years ago? What would you say to um, to that young Lori? My, what would I say to my 20 year old self? Um, I would say find a mentor, uh, someone that's walking in the shoes that I would ideally like to be walking in. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would say, stop comparing myself to where, to other people's actions. Oh, so true. <laughs> yes. Don't be hard. I always say like, don't be hard on, on yourselves. Like we're all too hard on ourselves. And then we think other, everybody else is doing a much better job, uh-huh. but, um, it's, it's every sales journey is different. I mean, even myself, I talk to, like, I look at back to different sales deals I've had every single sales success or even challenges, they all have different background story and different journeys. So um, your sales and marketing journey is uniquely yours. Totally, 100%. And, and you got to embrace that, right? Why would you yeah. want it to be somebody else's journey? <laughs> Definitely, yeah. Make it your own. Yeah. Uh, what final word of advice do you have to offer our listeners with regards to growing and supporting your network? Um, I think the most important thing that um, I would like to share with um, everybody listening is when you want to, it's all about, you know, when you're somebody in front of you, I would say, listen, um, pay close attention and just focus on listening. So many people come to me and say, hey, you know, um, Melinda, what is that? Um the step-by-step um, like um, script to closing sales. What is that template for my sales meetings? And while I do have lots of sales scripts and sales template, I always like to remind people when it comes to sales or even any relationship you're trying to build in your business world, it's about the person in front of you. While there's still those templates, those scripts, uh, we you know often consume different content about the strategies and a step-by-step process, when you are in front of anybody in front of you, either in networking event, the hub, the super connector, the prospective clients, just listen closely and ask yourself, how do I create win-win relationship with this person? How can I support the person? How can I help the person? Always be helpful. And by being helpful, that is the best way to build relationship. Because a lot of times we don't know what might happen. Like I said, you know, two years ago, I had a simple... Um, networking drink uh, opportunity and boom two years later this person now is my ideal client so um, 
I would say focus on the person in front of you and focus on, you know, always be helpful and create and create brainstorm win-win situations. The more, um, the more creativity you've got or the more, um, the better you are at creating win-win relationship, the more likely you're going to build that powerful network. Because the essence network or powerful network or even sales or closing sales, it is all about having that win-win relationship. It's that the person knows that if he or she works with you, there is going to be a win-win relationship. And that in essence is the, 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 the foundation of any successful sales relationship or business relationship. So um, yeah, I would say just focus on listening to the person and then genuinely create a win-win relationship um, and be creative in terms of how can I support this person? And if you're able to help this person, then um, this person is going to be very happy to refer your clients to give you a business or share knowledge with you. So always be helpful. Um, I think Carnegie once, uh, Dale Carnegie once said, you know, if you're able to help that person, the person in front of you, then you can achieve anything. So I'm paraphrasing it. But I really believe that for me, um, and I think that's the reason, part of the reason why every time I do networking events or when I'm in front of prospective clients, I'm able to close, uh, have a pretty good closing rate is that um, that sincere desire that I really want to help people. And I'm always trying to find ways to support and help people. Love it. I, I, there's so much truth to that, creating the win-win relationships and and seeing how you can help others uh, before really expecting anything out of it uh, on your side of the coin is, is definitely just as important. So um, fantastic advice. You've shared a ton of amazing information, Melinda. Really appreciate it. If anyone was interested in getting in contact with you, what's the best way that they can connect with you? Um, join our Facebook communities. I'm a huge, huge uh, believer that we sell better together. So um, you can find me on Facebook or LinkedIn. We have Facebook groups and LinkedIn groups. So they're called, they're both called B2B Women Making Big Sales. I also have um, on my website, you should be able to find um, if you want to um, find how kind of discover or see how I communicate and sell to decision makers. I, uh, I share, I have a, a freebie of um, sell script to getting in front of decision makers and corporate clients. So you can definitely download that from my website to discover ways, um, how I communicate and how I talk to decision makers. You'd be surprised how easy and simple some words sound, but they've been working, they've worked out really well for me. And uh, I'm excited to share those words with um, other entrepreneurs. Oh, that's fantastic. We'll include all that information in our show notes. Thank you so much for being uh, on the show today, Melinda. Yeah, great. And thank you for the opportunity. Absolutely. All right. This wraps up our episode of Social Capital. A huge thank you to Melinda for taking the time to connect with us. Again, if you haven't connected with me on LinkedIn, definitely uh, take a look. I'm sharing tons of information around marketing, uh, best practices for your website, all that really good juicy information, plus posting every single episode and all of the fantastic guests that we have here on Social Capital. Thank you. And we will see you next time. That's all for this episode of the Social Capital Podcast. 
Be sure to visit socialcapitalpodcast.com for show notes, more episodes, and to check out our free ebooks on business and networking. Thank you.